0: Okay, well, welcome back to Chicks on Site podcast, where you can become uncommon in new home sales. I'm Teresa. And I'm Ashley. And today we're going to talk about backlog and how to be effective and not go insane maintaining it. So, Ash, tell me your thoughts about backlog. Do you think that on site agents in today's environment are actually doing any backlog? follow-up or do you think they're too busy? What's your thoughts?
1: Um, okay. So what we tell management, yeah, we're all doing backlog (laughs) follow-up. Does everybody actually do it? No. I mean, I know I'm guilty of it. There's some days I sit there and do a little too much shopping online, but I have been burned by too many different neighborhoods to not follow up with my buyers. So I do it, but do I think the majority of us do? Probably not. Um, Yeah. There's a Facebook page I'm part of and it's mainly um actually you shared it. It's a it's a great page. It's mainly people building custom homes and a couple of people that refer to it as tract builders, but basically national builders, regional builders, and all they do is complain about communication
0: and how they don't hear anything. So
1: that's I hear that
0: a lot around here too from from buyers that are building with other um agents, heck, even in my own company, I hear it uh, a little bit. Um, and there's different yeah. ways that you can do backlog follow-up. Um, but I know from experience that it's a nightmare when you don't have do backlog follow-up. Yeah. I sold 98 houses in one year. And I imagine there's got to be some people who have that kind of backlog right now. And it was a nightmare. I had no system People were coming in every day. I dreaded going to work because I knew, you know, we were having delays and this is before this current uh, environment, but we were having delay after delay. Things were getting started later. People were mad. I'm trying to talk to potential buyers, but people under contract were coming in and her, you know, basically harassing, being so upset and yelling. And you're giving me PTSD vibes here. You got to stop. Yeah, I mean, I had some, like anxiety here, you know, the text and the <laughs> phone calls and everything. And literally I quit. I left all that backlog because mm-hmm. I couldn't take it. I mean, and a friend of mine was my assistant and she was promoted when I left and her talking to me about it gave me anxiety. I'm like, I, I, I cannot deal with that. So I learned a valuable lesson that you need to have a system. And if you want to be not the run of the mill on-site agent and you want people to talk highly of you and you want to stand out and you want to have referrals and you want to have realtors in the future refer people to you and bring people to you then my suggestion is to make your life easier that you'll make the time to do it now whether you have 10 houses in backlog or a hundred houses in the backlog, whether you're a team or you're an individual. Now the kicker is you got to get your project managers on board. Yeah. Cause how do you do backlog? If how do you call people and tell them what's going on? If you don't know what's going on, if you don't get your builders to have time to meet with you. So what do you do currently when you do do your backlog? so we do a weekly construction meeting
1: and actually this past monday so we do ours on mondays the builder texted me on memorial day and was like i guess we're not meeting and i was like look at you I'm like no i'm currently drinking on the boat we're not meeting so but um he's gotten in the habit of it you know we were super quick and effective because they're both carrying like 30 plus homes right now so we go through the list of the homes I used to put them in alphabetical order or not, but numerical order. And um, and then finally I realized, I was like, all right, so how do you guys have your homes in order? So I follow their process and they go basically when the home started, you know, the soonest to closing goes first. And we just go through and we do construction updates, but also if there's any issues so, hey, you know, Susie is upset about an outlet or whatever it may be. You know, it's just a stupid example, but it helps so that we're all on the same page. So, when the customer comes in pissed off on a Saturday, I know exactly what they're mad about. You know what I mean? They've, the builder knows, I know, and we're on the same united front because too many times when you don't get that builder involved, you're in this, you're in this world of an unknown where you're like, what did the builder say? Or what does the customer, you know, who's right here. So to avoid that, that's the system we, that's the system we operate on. So we nail through the construction meeting. We go pretty quickly. I take the notes. And then um, for me, what I do is I have um, within outlook, I have a quick steps program. So I save everybody that I've written a contract for their emails and their agents tag them all. I push one button. It populates an email and I give them their construction update. So basically it has, Hey, this week we are progressing through drywall. Hey, this week we are stuck at whatever it may be. And that's how, that's how we run it for our construction meetings. Um, and the buyers look forward to it. And obviously this Monday when I was out drinking on the boat, I didn't get to that. So today's my first day back in office. And I have like four or five emails like, Hey, what's going on this week? And I'm like, Oh, sorry. I didn't meet, you know, Memorial day. So the buyers, they expect it. How about so you, you, guys, do? you?
0: You and your builder or your builder gives you the update and then you do the emails for him. Correct, correct. Because and they, they
1: currently, yeah, they they just don't have the capacity to do it. You know, walk in 35 homes. If they were to walk those homes, plus sit down and send out the emails, the phone calls, take them three hours out of their day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that if that, now for me, I think the spreadsheet thing is great. I think I love that about outlook. If people use outlook so that everything's populated in there, the um, you know, and I would recommend a, a spreadsheet for salespeople to put in all of their mm-hmm. deals, the in track, if you do a design studio, have they done that? Have they got their loan commitment in? Because you know, you're not starting a house until a loan commitment's in and all their deposits are in and that kind of thing. And then, um, you can keep track of when the pre-construction meeting should be the start of the house and when they estimate completion. And that way you can um, manage the the timeline because things get moved and you should get weekly backlog updates from your sales manager. And if you don't, I would ask for that because they meet every week in their ops meeting, their backlog meeting and um, dates change and you need to be aware of that so that you can give an update to somebody. Yes. I do everything based on how I would want to be treated and how I would want to know. So I don't want to hear that we're a month or two delayed, uh, you know, 30 days prior to when I think that we're going to close, because maybe I have plans. Maybe I can't get um, movers, you know, in in today's environment, everybody's moving and doing so much. So everything's, you know, behind. Now, I'm a big believer in phone calls. I I know you've
1: always told me that. Try yeah. to get me on that emails
0: phone call And if that's the only thing that you can do, or the only thing you can get your project manager to do, then I still would make a phone call.
1: I know. Because
0: emails can a be very impersonal impersonable. They can mm-hmm. be very um well, depending on how you write, they might be taken wrong. Um very true. I got into a habit years ago because the builders I've worked for have been very big on surveys. And, you know, a lot of times the survey will come at tabletop when they close and that kind of sets the tone for how the build went. And if you don't do a lot, if you don't do weekly communication, then that survey is probably not going to be very good. Sure. Then they also get surveyed depending on when you do the first Service. So some builders do it at two months, some three, some at four, and then you get the survey. Then that's the mm-hmm. big one when um, a lot of project managers are bonused based on those surveys. Yeah, two of the companies I work for, the salespeople were bonused on those surveys. Yeah. And so I think the surveys are important because you kind of get the feel, and then most builders will also survey at eleven months, which I don't think the salespeople should be held responsible for because they're pretty out of it um, yeah. at that point. But you know, these the backlog communication sets the tone for somebody's experience with building, and you want to have surveys coming good about you because one, there's a pride factor. Like, didn't you tell me that your company sends them out to everybody?
1: Yeah. So when um, my last company I was with, um, it would go out into (laughs) the entire company. So, I mean, there were some good ones. We would have a group text going on. And we're like, all right, who's looking at the H2 survey today? (laughs)
0: Right. I mean, that would be Mm because I've seen Mm -hmm. some surveys like that. And and it's crazy what what, um, buyers will say has happened during their build. And so you want to have some pride, you want to have, get your bonus, obviously, Mm -hmm. you want to have um, referrals and things like that. So what we do is, and I've had a lot of pushback in the last um, uh, couple companies that I was the VP of sales and marketing for because I insisted that the salespeople and the project managers meet, it's called a builder meeting. They go over the model, inventory homes, the community, they talk about what needs to be, um, you know, touched up in the model. Because let me tell you, your model is your calling card. And if your model has cracks in sheetrock, it's dirty, there's cobwebs, the um, front steps, the bricks cracked, or it needs paint and that kind of thing. They may say, oh, this is a beautiful model. And they leave. And either the wife says to their husband or the realtor says to them, well, we won't be buying here. And the other person will say, why? I thought it was pretty. And they're going to say, no, if that's how they leave their model, imagine how they're going to leave your home, right? So you really want to make sure that you're meeting with your builder and you're getting things touched up and, um, you know, you don't have scratches and dings and dents and all that kind of thing. But you also that time when make phone calls. Now, some builder, every builder is carrying, every project manager is probably carrying a lot of houses. Yeah. And I know it's a pain, but it'll take about an hour, hour and a half tops. And that's if it's a single builder, you know, you've got I, I can't imagine a single builder having more than 20 or 25 houses rolling, and that's very high. My current project manager at one neighborhood, he has about 15 going and he's by himself, and then at my other neighborhood, there's two of them, and they have about 12 houses going, and hey, let's sit down, and let's make the phone call, a lot of times you get voicemail, but if you do it pr- pretty much the same day, and around the same time, every week, you guys can allot it, and then you can hear in their voice, and I know it sucks, some days I want to drink before I make these phone calls, because <laughs> bro, I know we told you the exact same thing for the last six phone calls. Yeah. still waiting on windows. We're still waiting on a plumber. We're still waiting on insulation, you know, whatever it might be, but they appreciate the fact that you are not hiding behind that. And, and then sometimes people will email you, they have questions, right? And so you talk to your builder and then you call them and you have to tell them something they don't want to hear. And, And you say, would, you know, do you understand? And they say, yeah, sure you hear in their voice, an email, you can't hear their voice. You hear the voice that they either don't understand, they aren't happy with it or something. And then you, and I say to them, "Eh, I can hear in your voice that this is not going well. Talk to me about this. You do not want this to fester. Yeah. Because when you don't address problems, it just builds. And then one day it's something super simple. There's dust on the floor uh, after cleaning and they just lose their minds on you. And it's because of all these other little things. So I really encourage you to, to insist that you make weekly phone calls. Once you get in the habit, your project managers will understand why it's so important. I have people who, uh, if I don't, we don't make these phone calls when we're supposed to, around that time, they will text me and say, are you calling me? Are you calling me? They literally, <laughs> even if they see this, the project manager on site, you know, in the neighborhood, yeah. they still want that weekly call. What did you accomplish this week, what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah. Uh, or what'd you accomplish last week? What are you hoping to accomplish this week? You know, what's the next steps? And you can give uh, people ideas of, of timeline, even though, you know, until- What time is timeline at later, the current moment? I just moment. tell people I can't, but, but <laughs> you know, uh, and I think that you'll see uh, people will appreciate it. People mm-hmm. will say really good things about you. And even if they don't like what you're saying, they will still- you'll get good marks for communication because on most of these surveys, I've never seen a survey that didn't talk about communication, not just from the project manager, but also from sales. And if you're allowing your project manager to do all the contacting and so forth, then you're going to get dinged.
1: Yep. Well, and two, I, you know, my, my current sales manager, she's awesome. She, um, she always says, she's like, you know, I'm a little bit of a control freak and she's like, So you have to run this, you have to run it, you know, you, you run the whole process. You don't let it run you. And it makes sense, you know, because then you're in control. You know, what's going on with the contracts that you've written and no offense to the builders, but I always tell my buyers too. I'm like, they're out in the field. They're meeting with inspectors. They're walking through houses. They're not sitting in front of a keyboard, you know, like granted, our job includes a lot more than us sitting down in front of a keyboard, but We have the advantage, you know, we've got a desk space, it's air conditioned, and we have a computer. A lot of times they're out there in the field with the iPad. And I think it's just a mutual respect thing, you know, like if it was the other way around, I would hope they would do the same thing. So
0: you need to work as a team and mm -hmm. be on the same page and you should know what's going on with your houses. You should be walking your houses. You should be taking pictures and sending them, even if it's to... A local buyer and it's to say yesterday I texted somebody a picture and said oh my gosh your house looks like the big house on the hill you know and they're local but she happened to be on vacation and hadn't seen that we started framing so she's very appreciative of that phone yeah. call um so and and I would tell you I have two neighborhoods one we make phone calls and always have the other one I can't get the builder to make the phone calls he does emails And then I go and take pictures and I call and I um, uh, text and and so forth. So it's more personal and, but historically in this neighborhood, the scores of those surveys don't come anywhere near what our scores are in my other neighborhood that we actually make phone calls. I mean, that's, that is a um, unusual to be able to compare those two in the same company, but, uh, I've seen it and it, it makes a difference. So, you know, we want to help everybody become the best yeah. that you can possibly be. We want you to learn from our mistakes and, and our knowledge because I think we've established that I'm the, the old dog, but yeah, just a little, but I mean, you know, we you know, all make mistakes. Looking good girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of years left. So, um, you know, now, one thing though i do have an issue i'm not very good at is the realtors i will call the heck out of my buyers i will you know touch base with them and then i tend to forget and i certainly can't tie up my builder by making a phone call to a buyer and turn around making the same phone call to a realtor i mean that's that that is crossing the line so how do you handle your realtors? Do you, well, I guess you include them on your email because you guys are emailing.
1: Yeah, so on Outlook, there's like a little tab up at the top and it's called Quick Steps. And I never really knew what it was until I had, I think I had 40, I think I had 42 people in backlog in a community that was, they, the inspectors called it snake bit because everything, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Whether it was the engineering, the trusses, whatever it was. And I don't care if it was a plumber showing up naked on site, which I'm pretty sure probably happened in that kind of community. But it was like, so i I found out, I was like, all right, quickest way to email people. And because I could never remember, I don't know if you're like this, but I can never remember which realtor went to which buyer. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I wrote the contract and I still do it to this day, I create the quick step. I go in there. I title um, the lot number, the floor plan, and then I create a subject line that's the same for everyone. I put the buyers on there and the realtor. So during the meeting, I could probably do it during the meeting, but I take notes for efficiency's purpose. And I click on it and in there, in that little quick step, it has a chart and I fill it in. What happened last week? What happened this week? And here it is, And that's how I keep the realtor up to date. Because I mean, I'm sure, you know, these realtors, half of them, not half of them, but a lot of them don't contact their buyers. You know, I'm like, they have no idea what's going on. I feel like we talked about this last week when you were saying the one, the one person asked when the walkthrough was or when the, yeah. what was it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the so house had started. You know, me wanted to know when we were going to start the house. And we're framing the third floor right now. So um, like, where are you? Right. It is unusual. And I'd recommend if any realtors are listening that, um, yes, I do think that on-site, any written communication should be including you in that email. Of course. Yeah. Uh, it, texting the same way, but it's hard with the, with the phone calls and on-site agents are yeah. super busy if you have something to sell. Now, if you don't have anything to sell or you're on a cap and you... You know you can only sell two or four a month usually after the first week of the month you're probably sold out for that month so you know this is when you can have more time to make sure that you're following up and so forth but the um i am disappointed that realtors contact me instead of their buyers now i I mean obviously that's not everybody but i do have a handful i've had ones contact me and say you know are we closing when are we closing and i'm you're closing tomorrow I mean, literally it's tomorrow. <laughs> so have you not talked to your buyer this entire time? I'm not your client. Yeah. I'm here to help you and make sure that the job goes smoothly for you. And, um,
1: but- it's sad, it's really sad. I've got a good friend right now and she's, she actually just closed on her home and same thing. She was like, I haven't, she's like, my realtor hasn't been to any of my meetings. And I'm like, really? Not one, not a single meeting. And she was, like, kind of not offended, but she was, like, you know, I was just shocked. I thought that's what they did. And I'm, like, that is what they did. And I
0: think a lot of the good ones do do the meetings and i think uh, yeah. some of the other ones not saying they're not good but they just think well the on-site agent takes care of it that's why i like to sell new construction and, yeah. and i understand that but you should be checking in with your buyer make sure oh, everything's yeah. fine or i i absolutely love when realtors text me call me email me and just just to check in hey how's it going i drove by blah blah, blah. but um i've got a cute I- one now she's
1: got a whole photo album for her buyers and every time she goes by the house she puts up it's like on Google cloud, you know, or Google drive, whatever, mm-hmm. obviously I'm not that young that I can't remember that name, but <laughs> she's got all the photos on there and it's cute. Cause like, she's, you know, she's active, but without
0: being overbearing. So right. yeah, that would be tough in today's market to do that for every single buyer, because you have so many, yeah. um, or most realtors do, but the, um, I just think, I, I think that, uh, during this time where everybody is really busy or most people are, mm-hmm. then, they Maybe to work better to, with each other, know whether or not your builder is actually doing backlog every week. I heard one agent told me that they do it every other week. And I think one, that's hard to keep up with because, well, if you're busy, it's hard to remember if you did it last week. And a lot can go on or not go on in a, yeah. a two-week period of time. So I would highly recommend doing them weekly. I highly recommend calling, even if it's just you and you're getting the updates from your builder. Um, I would encourage knowing when your meetings and stuff are, even if you're not going to the meeting, the pre-drywall walkthrough. Um, I know some builders don't have that, but... Uh, well, I mean, that you avoid the Sunday
1: scaries. Like no matter what day your meeting is, or what day you're back on site, you know, it's that feeling of, okay, what buyer? That makes you laugh at Sunday scaries. You, you know, that it's like, you know, the feeling though, because you've been there, you know, you've been in that community where, like you said, there's somebody in your office every day. What's going on with my house? Why hasn't this moved? And you're like, I don't even know. But if you have like, you, have you ever been where you see the car? Oh and yeah.
0: In and you say to your partner. I'm going to the bathroom. Do yes. not. <laughs> yes.
1: I had one, I had one. She offered to bring me coffee one day so it was a couple of years ago. And I was like, is she going to poison me? Like I literally flashed through my head. I'm like that coffee is going to be poisoned. And she came in and she's like, you didn't want any coffee. And I'm like, not from you. I didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it can be, I mean, cause you know, people get emotional about their houses and, and I yeah. I understand that. So I um so anyway so to 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 recap I mean I really would encourage onsite agents to have a meeting every week the same time every week with their builder that way the builder can schedule it that's a great time to keep up with your community with inventory houses with problems in the neighbor even if you're on a competitive floor yeah knowing what's going on with your partners people is important too, because they come in too. And just because they're not yours, you can't push them off. That's not good customer service. So you should know what's going on and um, with everybody. And then of course, if you're a shared floor, then it's your deal too. So you should know, even if you're not the one who wrote it. But um, so have your spreadsheet, take your notes, Keep track. If you have a buyer that it really just makes sense because they're a tough buyer to have everything in writing, make the phone call, then send an email that says, let me just recap our phone call. Exactly. And then that way you have it in writing. And I I promise you that your compliments will go up, your scores on surveys will go up, your self-satisfaction, you will have less texts and people showing up in your model people showing up on site. I have people who literally text me or email me and say, um, will you find this out? You don't have to get back to me right now. Just when you call me on Wednesday, then, um, you know, you mm-hmm. can answer it, but this is a question that I have. And I love that they are like trained. I have trained yeah. my little people. And when you write a contract, you might talk about this and you might ask the realtor say, listen, I, I do weekly follow-ups. Once construction stops, starts, I'm sorry. Then I do this. Do you, I cannot call all of you. I'm gonna call one. So I need the phone number or the person that needs to be called. Yeah. And cause some people, you know, can't. I have one lady who she sleeps during the day. So she's like, here's my husband's phone number and yeah. say to the realtor, how involved are you gonna be? And maybe you shouldn't say that in front of their buyers. But, you know, let them know. Because I've had many that said, I, you know, I don't care. Just give me the highlights. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when are we closing? When's the pre-drywall in case they need to have a framing inspection? Because obviously we cannot hold up construction because the realtor didn't know to order the framing inspection. And inspectors are really. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I think that your life would be easier. You wouldn't fear that car pulling up and you have to run and hide. We'll yeah. Say that- somebody. And
1: um, it's all about getting a system, like getting a system in place. Cause we're, it's a, it's an industry of interruptions, no matter what we try to do, we're interrupted all the time. But if you have that system and it's blocked in and you run it, you run your customers, you run your neighborhood, you don't let it run you. I think that's like one of the biggest ways to become uncommon because it's easy. You're here, you're interrupted, your day flies by and you didn't get anything done. Whereas if you have a system, you know that you're doing this at this time, you get it done and it's over
0: with. And you should be doing these phone calls when everybody's there. So if you have sales meetings on Mondays or Wednesdays or Fridays or whatever day it is, then most of the time the builders don't open till one or two yeah. or nine or ten. After your sales meeting, you know, buy your project manager lunch or you guys trade off and on or whatever, or bring your lunch and go and everybody's at work that day. And that's when you sit down and you do it that way. Yes. Sometimes it runs into when you're open, mm-hmm. but most of the time you can get it done before anybody's coming in. And that way, because I would not try to do this on just in the average day. It's just you there. Yeah. and you know you're open for business because then you don't ever finish it and that's not fair to your buyers because they will get used to hearing your voice and looking forward to your phone call uh, and they'll flip out when you don't give it so um and always let them know if you're going to be on vacation very (laughs) true they will or it's memorial day i didn't think i needed to tell them about memorial day
1: but apparently i did so
0: some builders are open on memorial day but project managers never work on right i got
1: that text from him and i was like are you joking yeah, he was, he was joking. Yeah.
0: but I remember a company you work for that was uh open on Memorial Day.
1: Oh yeah, I remember July Fourth. I had to decorate that golf cart with July Fourth, <laughs> so I
0: got through my day. <laughs> yes, yes, you're fortunate now. I am uh, so okay, fortunate. Anything else you want to con- add to that?
1: Not really. I mean, I appreciate y'all tuning in. You know, remind just want to be here to help everyone become uncommon. So make sure you guys follow us on uh, Facebook. Listen to our podcasts. Find them on Spotify, Apple, all the good you guys. Subscribe,
0: tell your friends. Email yeah, us them all. at Chicks on site, No, Chicks on site at gmail.com for all of your um, questions, things you want us to talk about. If you want to be on the podcast, if you want to sponsor the co- podcast, um, we would love to hear from yep. you. Check us out. All righty. Well, have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next week. Talk
1: to you all soon.